Welcome to Pensions WTAF Working Through the Actual Facts podcast, a podcast brought to you by Pengage Limited, pension communications, engagement and guidance experts. I'm Laura and I have 25 years experience working within the pension sector, helping people to prepare and plan for their retirement. And I'm Nigel Heaton. I joined um, Laura at Pengage last year. After 33 years working in the pensions industry uh, for some of the major employee benefit consultancies, I'm also a fellow of the Pensions Management Institute and on pensions, I'm really short of an opinion. So this is a podcast no one will want to listen to because it's about pensions, but you should listen to it. It's a bit fun, it's relatable, it's kind of important. This is not financial advice, but guidance to help work through some of the practical and emotive issues that causes pensions procrastination. So we basically take the complicated stuff and try and make it a bit not complicated. Hello and welcome to this month's episode of Pensions Working Through the Actual Facts. I'm Laura Bowler and I'll be your host here today. I'm going solo, um, partly because I have been off on a for an operation and I'm now back on a phased return. So I'm trying to wedge the podcast in around uh, time. Um, but I thought it was really important that we did one actually, um, because the annual statements have now been updated or are in the process of being updated. So I thought it was worth a recap chatting through what these statements are, what information they are telling you and what checks you need to do to make sure your information is correct. And a lot of this as well is actually being led through our Facebook page. So for those of you who aren't aware, we have a Facebook page, which is Pengage, but we also have a Facebook group, which is called NHS and Public Sector Pensions Support. And what this group does is it aims to try and answer any questions or fairly generic questions that people have in respect of their pension scheme and their pension savings. So we cover things like the cloud, where to get forms, partial and flexible retirement, and of course at the moment um, annual statements because that is quite a hot topic with them having just been updated. The page has been going for a few months and we currently have about 1.6 thousand people on the page and we have lots of interaction uh, every single day with different questions and we also have a lot of pinned posts. So If you're not familiar with Facebook, pinned posts are posts that run across the top of the page that we've uh, added as a featured item that um, can give you some quite key information. So we've been adding some posts there that you might find quite helpful. So let's have a chat then about statements. Now, depending on your pension scheme, because remember, we do cover all public sector pension schemes at Pengage, the statements will be slightly different, but there are some general rules of thumb that we can follow. So all of you now, whether regardless of which scheme you're in, whether it's NHS, civil service, teachers, police, fire and so on, should all be able to access your pension statement online in some form. So with the NHS, you can usually access your total reward statement through your ESR, which is your electronic staff record for civil service and teachers and perhaps the other schemes as well. Actually, you've actually got a specific portal that you can access to get your pension statement. Okay, now these are your annual statements and they are updated every year to the end of the previous March. So where they have recently been updated, that will be to the 31st of March 2023. 
and they're usually updated across the summer. So as I've mentioned, they should now be updated or will very shortly be. Today, the day that I'm recording the podcast is the 22nd of August. NHS have said their intention is that the TRS are updated today. I know some have been updated earlier this week and some of you haven't been able to access it yet. So my suggestion is wait till the end of this week and if you still can't access it, then have a chat with your pensions officer, with your employer if you've got one. Okay. So they're updated to the end of March. Now there's a couple of things that we need to remember is that these statements are going to show the position before the McLeod remedy has been implemented. So the McLeod remedy, we've done separate podcasts about this, which you can go back and have a look at. And again, there are some posts on the Facebook page. But the McLeod remedy was all about the way in which the 2015 scheme was introduced and it being age discrimination. And so the Treasury Department in central government have had to remove that age discrimination. And what they've therefore done is decided that um, service will be rolled back as if you had carried on in your original section until March 22 and then you join the 2015 sections or alpha or whatever it's called from the 1st of April 22. Okay and this will apply for anybody who was in the scheme before April 2012. These statements that you've got now will not reflect that amendment. Okay we're still waiting for some legislation to come through hopefully in October and then the schemes will start updating the statements from sort of 2024, 2025 onwards. So the statement that you've got now will still show the position of you having moved to the new section either on the 1st of April 2015 or another date which is relevant to you. It will not show the post McLeod remedy position. Okay. Now, what the statement does show you as well is it shows you the amount of annual pension that you have built up up to the 31st of March. So remember, the benefits that we get from schemes within the public sector is an annual pension. So that is an amount of money that is paid to us every year when we retire or take our benefits. So it's like a salary for when you stop work. So the amount that you're seeing on your statement as your pension is your, the annual amount. So if that is £10,000, that would mean that if you retired tomorrow, you would receive £10,000 per annum every year until you die. Okay, that's what it's telling you. So it's not a pot, it's an annual pension, it's a salary if you like. It's also not projecting forwards. So it's not saying this is the pension you will have built up in 20 years time it is telling you this is the pension you have built up as at the 31st of March so each year you should see that amount increasing as you continue to be a member of the scheme okay it is also telling you that that is the pension amount that you have built up assuming that you reach your normal pension age so your normal pension age is the age at which you can access the pension without it being reduced for early payment. So in the older sections, they are 60 or 65. It depends on which section you're in, so you'll need to check. If you're an NHS person with a special class status, it might be 55. And for the newer schemes, the normal pension age is state pension age. Now, these are not the mandatory ages 
So they're not the ages that you have to take the benefits from, but they are the normal age. So you can choose to access the pension earlier. And if you do, it would be reduced for early payment. And typically that's from 55 onwards. Sometimes it can be 50. So your statement is telling you this is the pension you've built up to the 31st of March, assuming that you take it at your normal pension age. So it's like a snapshot of your pension in time. It's not projecting forwards and it's not saying what it would look like if you took it a bit earlier. OK, so it's just to give you an idea of what your current pension position could look like for you at normal pension age. Now, within the statement as well, you might see that you have a lump sum that is payable in addition to your pension. And that lump sum, again, is the same thing. It's what you've built up so far, assuming that you take it at your normal pension age. Lump sum is typically tax free. Now, some of the sections of the schemes do not give you a lump sum in addition to the pension. But if you look a bit further down the statement, it will tell you the lump sum amount that you can take and it will tell you the maximum. So it will say maximum lump sum and it will show you a, then a lower pension amount because what it is saying to you is by taking a lump sum or a higher lump sum, you will reduce your annual income so the pension goes down. Now it's telling you the maximum. You can take anything up to that amount, okay? If you've got a standard lump sum, you can take anything between the standard and the maximum. And again, this is just to give you an indication of what it looks like at the moment. Okay. Now, if you're currently in two sections, remembering we haven't had the McLeod remedy implemented yet, you'll have two sets of pension figures. You'll have one for your original section, whether that was 1995 or classic, etc. And you'll have one pension figure for the 2015 sections or alpha as it's called in civil service. So you've got two pensions or two sections of pension within the same scheme and your total would in theory be those added together. But of course, remember the different ages attached to the benefits as well. Now, one thing we must always do, and I know it's not something that we might have done to date, is we must check our statements as much as we can. So your statements are calculated based on your pensionable pay and the, your service, so the length of time that you've been in a section of a scheme. It also might take into account things like added pension, scheme pays adjustments, anything like that. But it can be wrong. And it can be wrong for a number of reasons. There can be multiple points of failure. OK, first of all, the pension scheme doesn't have your data. They don't collect data from you. They get your data about your salary and service from your employer or your employers of past. If any of that information is wrong, your pension calculation will also be wrong. OK. So you need to be checking that your pay and your service information looks correct on the statements. If you're not sure, you can contact your pension scheme and ask for um, a breakdown of your service and pay. So uh, you might call that a service extract or a membership statement, but what you're asking for is a breakdown of your service and pay in the scheme. And then you can check 
yourself because you are the best person to know what organization you worked for, when you worked there for, whether you worked full-time or part-time, if it was part-time, what your hours were and so on. So you need to get yourself a breakdown of that information so that you can check, okay? Once you've done a check of your historical position once and you're satisfied with it, then in theory, you should really just be able to concentrate on the most recent information going forwards. Now, this is really, really important, and I'll give you some examples as to why. Um, particularly in the NHS, but also across other sectors as well, you can be quite transient in your work. So that means that you might move around from employer to employer or from trust to trust, particularly quite early on in your career. It's possible some of that service goes missing. So you need to make sure that you've got a full uh, reconciliation of your service so that you've got everything that you're entitled to. Where your hours change or your employer changes, particularly mid-year, pay and service can sometimes go adrift because it's trying to move across two different employers. So we need to check that as well. We've also had instances, we've had a couple actually quite recently that have come up on the Facebook page of people who are now receiving their pension but it's been overpaid to them and they have to repay back the overpayment. Now, where this can typically happen is that a pay figure has been wrong and the pay figure has been too high and therefore that's generated too much pension. Now, pension schemes are legally not able to pay benefits to, to somebody that they are not entitled to. So if a pay figure has been wrong, and that has generated a pension that is too high, they can't, the scheme can't honour that. So they will have to ask you to pay it back. Now, there are cases where you can look at whether it's possible maladministration and whether any compensation could be payable, but ultimately you can't have that benefit because you're not entitled to it. Now, if this was a case that went to the pensions ombudsman, the ombudsman would look at a number of factors. And one of those factors would be would you as a member reasonably have known? So if you had received statements, for example, with incorrect pay, the ombudsman would expect you to have identified that. So you need to be checking your statements to check firstly that you wouldn't be overpaid, but also, of course, that you're not going to be underpaid because you've got information missing. And if you're not sure or you can't reconcile it, contact the pension scheme and they'll be able to give you explanations. So it's really, really important that we make um, get into the habit of looking at our pension statements, reading those statements, making sure we understand them so that we can start building a plan for what we want to do later on in life. Okay. Now, I know, as I've said before, they will be a bit inaccurate at the moment because they're not going to show them a cloud remedy. The expectation is that from the summer 24 onwards, the statements will start to change to reflect not only the McLeod remedy, but also the two options that you have under that remedy. The time frame is going to be different for the different schemes. So, for example, civil service are expected to be a bit earlier in this and probably getting statements out into the summer of 2024. NHS at the moment are thinking it might be a bit later that going into 2025. So you just need to sit tight and be a bit patient with benefit statements or your annual statement. They will be updated, but it will be a bit later on. 
okay? Just one final thing I want to add um, before I finish this recording today is that for the NHS specifically, if you have purchased added pension um, or you have used scheme pays, these are not typically reflected on your total reward statement. So you just make to make sure that you factor that into your um, calculations and your planning as well. So your any additional pension will be in addition to what's on your total reward statement, but scheme pays may be deducted, which is not factored in either. So as I say, this, the total reward statement and the annual benefit statements are a good indication of where you are at the moment, and it's a bit of a snapshot, but it's not necessarily going to provide you with an estimate of benefits. So if you are thinking that you are going to retire quite soon, particularly in the next 12 months, contact the um, pensions team, either in your employer or your pension scheme to ask for an estimate of pension benefits, which will be a bit more accurate. These can take between 20 and 40 working days to provide, so you need to make sure you give yourselves plenty of time there as well. Okay, so that's quite a short one for today, but it's quite important because we're getting lots of questions about that at the moment through the Facebook page, so I thought it was worth chatting through. So in a nutshell, you should be able to access your statement online. They're typically a snapshot of what you've built up to the end of March showing benefits, assuming you take them at the normal pension age. They won't yet have been amended for any of the McLeod ruling or the McLeod option, so that will come later. And what they're really showing you is what your annual income for life will be when you retire up to the 31st of March this year. So those benefits should keep growing. So do read the statement, do become really familiar with it. Any questions, if you want to have a look at any of our pinned posts that might help, then do have a look at the Facebook page, which is NHS and Public Sector Pension Support, and it's run by us at Pengage. Okay, so I'm going to finish that there for today. Thanks for listening to Just Little Old Me. Hopefully that will be helpful for you, um, and we'll be back with our next episode next month. Thanks, everybody. Take care.